0: Welcome to the Chud Show. What was the answer? The answer? The answer was the Bishop of Plenty. I thought it was... The, oh, okay. Well, no, nah, well, Were you talking about the question about Poland's defeat, or you talking about the question of what I had for lunch? That was the one. Yeah, that was the Bishop. See, yeah, I was wrong again. Sorry. Uh, sorry my name sorry, is Josh. Nick Nunziata of Chud.com, which stands for Cinematic Happenings Under Development. Also stands for uh, me sitting in my parents' basement, jerking off most of the time. Justin Waddell is to my right. He's wearing a fish. And Steve Murphy is to my left wearing... The Finest in Oscar De La Hoya. To my right is a whining dog. And that's not you. <laughs> no. No, that's actually that's actually uh, Christopher Walken. Hi, Chris. Chris! <laughs> so we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about random stuff. And we're going to try to keep you remotely interested for the time being. Can we talk about Random Hearts? You could talk about anything you want. Right. And Random Hearts actually... Is horrible. Oh, it's a brilliant movie. Uh, we could talk about that all day long if you'd like. So I won't interrupt you again. So anyway, as we as we as we were saying, this is the Random Hearts discussion panel. <laughs> so let's go. Let's hear about it.
1: It was random. That's for certain. <laughs> and there were hearts in it. Kristen Scott Thomas was in that movie. Yeah, she. There's a very uncomfortable sex. scene. Harrison Ford. Honestly, was that is in that the movie. worst sex scene ever. It's, committed. it's a very yeah, uncomfortable sex
0: scene. Did you see this movie?
1: I did
2: not see. If you like Random you can Hearts, it. I think I have it in my collection. It's okay. You don't have to bring it out.
1: Do you really actually have Random I had Hearts? It. I think on I, DVD. I traded it in.
2: It's like the Necronomicon. If you, if you hold it in your hands and you read the title or you read even the synopsis on the back, it causes demons to happen.
1: Kristen Scott Thomas
2: was in that movie.
0: Uh, okay, wait. What, what exactly does a
2: demon happen? was in that movie. It's better than a demon arriving because if a demon... No, wait, that's approaching. So if a demon happens, that really doesn't bother me. I mean, if it happens, hey. It's like the 60s, right? It's a happening scene. A demon can happen on
0: it. It's a happening demon, man. I think happen is one of the probably the best verbs ever. That's true. I mean, if it, you're playing Mad Libs, happen, good word. we got to remember that for next time. That's right.
1: I didn't see the movie. What did Kristen Scott Thomas do in that movie? Harrison
0: Ford at one point in the car. I wasn't
1: setting you up. The basic, I wasn't setting you up for a joke. I want to know what she was uh, doing. The basic movie. premise. I mean, seriously, like what was her role? She was Scorpions.
0: She, no, she was actually like a, a congresswoman. She was either a congresswoman. No, she was a writer. She, she, no, because she, she does thinking, like
2: a, You're thinking of the... Con- not the contender. No, it is the contender, wasn't No, it? No,
0: that's Joan Allen. Oh, She's, They're both horrible. No, they're both very good. As a matter of fact, they're both very fine-looking older women, I yes. think. I guess that's a Joan, conversation The only thing about Joan on. Allen is that she has a neck that would make E.T. jealous. Who
1: doesn't? Yeah, it's true. And they actually have, both those women have male last names. Thomas, Thomas Allen. It's mm-hmm. great. And Ford, Harrison
0: Ford. And I'm also a big fan of, of, of Takashi Mike, the musician, the, the, <laughs> the fucking Japanese guy.
1: The musician? Is that what you want to say? <laughs> Is that
0: Mike or Mike? It's it's actually Mike, but I thought mm-hmm. Mike would work along with the male's last name. He's a happening dude. He happens. Yeah. It's, it's the truth.
1: He, does he, two, he has two eyes in his name, right? He does. M-I-I-K-E. Which means probably got 20-20 so vision. Let,
0: let me
2: get this straight, then. In, in our first episode, we have successfully talked about Random Hearts. I don't and know that's why it. you're
1: reviewing it so far, Steve. We've been on the uh, air, uh, on the podcast pod. for four minutes. <laughs> We're on Internet. But Steve is going to re- review it for us. Wrap it up for you know, us, it's Steve. Let's hear, let's hear how it went.
0: I, one of my cats got hurt, and we had to get it a podcast. Oh. Oh. Had to get one of its pod cats.
2: Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's for, for you. was for you. was <laughs> a
0: shitty joke for you.
2: If I were listening to this, I would, I would end the stream.
1: That's interesting, because one of my uh, snap peas was injured. Had to give it a podcast. All right, so Nick, what are we what do we got on the schedule here for the
2: day?
0: Did you see that guy? One who, of my snap did you Ps. see that guy who got the alien clone made of him Apparently that we went fishing? Ignoring, we have ignoring Steve. You should have seen that podcast. Oh, he doesn't get any better than this.
1: Now question. <laughs> if this were a religious show. My cat was injured.
2: If this, <laughs> if this were a religious show, Jesus would have sent the bugs after us. <laughs> it would be a God cast, wouldn't it? All right, next.
1: Okay. Next. What we're going to do first? My cat hurt its paw, Nick. Did you hear what happened? No, tell us. We got it a splint.
0: Who are some of these actors who kind of have been on the fringe their whole careers? Andrew Devoff. True. Devoff is a special man. Think about it.
2: He's like a modern-day renaissance man. He's like a modern-day Robert Davi. He's even got his own comic book.
0: Do you by chance know of it? I think it's called Cyber 755.
2: I yeah. would like to
1: bring up Kim Coates. He's a friend Kim actor.
0: Kim Coates is fantastic. He's been in a lot of movies lately, but his claim to fame is that he appears in movies, is eccentric, and then gets devastated. Like in, in, in He was the lucky guy in uh, Black Hawk Down who's... Uh, Legs took a quick vacation on him, and his guts were hanging out. He's like, tell my wife I'm half a man. Any guy named Kim
2: is not worth it, unless he's Asian.
1: He's great. Actually, Kim Coates is great. In he's that, he's all right. But he's always dead in movies. Like he, I'd say in most of his movies, he dies.
0: Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's his, his re- most recent film is The Island. So he's Sean Bean then. In which he plays a character that is like a salesman. And he he's does like, not re- die in that. I'm not going to spoil the film. Oh, that's hardly a spoiler. He's in it for like two seconds. He's in it for like two minutes. He's got a big part in the second, in the last act. It's not really a big part. But it's a it's a different Kim Cultural because he's not playing a scumbag. He's playing like a salesman, which okay. I guess to some people is a scumbag. But he's not creepy. He's just like a really effervescent public relations, effervescent guy. Public relations yeah. guy. But before that, he was in Assault on Precinct 13 remake. He was in Hostage. Killed. Killed killed, very killed. Yeah, but come on, Sean Bean's gotta he, be He was leading. in, in
2: Waterworld. Sean World, Bean leads the way killed.
1: He was in Black Hawk Down, really killed. Sean Bean leads he was the, the way in and being killed. Do you know how he died in Waterworld, by the way? I don't remember. He watched Costner drink his own urine. <laughs> that's how he died. I think, that's I he, think he got eaten by Seabees. A little part of me died, actually, when I watched that. Actually, I, you know, Waterworld's Water a good movie. I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. I kind of enjoyed it as well, but Costner did drink his own tea in it.
0: You know what? If, he, if you could find a way... To recycle yours, think about the money you'd save. No. You would. No. You wouldn't have to go buy Crystal Light anymore. Why do you have to anyway? Just drink the tap stuff. Tap well, in Waterworld,
1: that wasn't an option, but... Freaking it, snobbish. Here, here's now. the question I, I have here's for Waterworld. Thing. He was, was it...
0: drinking the tap stuff, if you get my drift. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> that one or two taps, because three times is Because he taps way. ass
0: with it, too. Yeah, I don't think so. Although
2: there is a girl with a map on her back.
0: It's a, yeah, it's, lo- it's a little girl. Yeah. Don't even start thinking about it. Jay Moore, man, <laughs>
1: that's
0: that horrible actress Anyway, what were you saying, Justin?
1: No, I'm just saying that. At what point do you think you draw the line in Waterworld with you, bodily fluids? You, you know, think you would have
0: decided that mankind didn't? Deserve I mean, to at existence? some point
1: they had to have the conversation where they're like, you know, pee's not so bad.
0: It's recycled, though. Have you seen the, the, the new DVD coming out with the extended cut where you see him eating his shit, too?
1: That's what I'm talking mean, about. I was alluding That's to that. German but, audiences. Mean, they had to go through a couple things where they're like, you know, his... Like, for example, his... Maybe we can't have him sprinkling his pubic hair over rice, you know? So you don't like the idea of
0: him getting high in his own
1: supply? <laughs> but the pee's okay. <laughs> but the pee's okay. The pee, the pee audiences can take. It wasn't straight, though. I mean, remember, it No, got I mean, recycled. he put it through... a you know a contraption <laughs> yeah. but it's still I mean, i'm just saying they had to have that conversation where they where they ruled things out and that to me when you have that conversation maybe it's not time not to make that film you know
0: do you think maybe it tasted good after a while you drink you go mm, excrement
1: i don't think he knew anything better <laughs> oh wait do you think that basically think so you're knew- trying to ask you that? did he salivate when he had to go really badly he didn't like know any. Pee.
0: He didn't know any better. He probably never tasted pure water. When he had the urge to pee, it was like the milkman was pulling up, or the, in the driveway. The, the milkman. <laughs> He's like future, future food. You know, it's funny. While we're sitting here right now, Robert Carradine is out there somewhere. Bob Carradine. Starved number one with a bullet. What do you think he's doing right now?
1: Aging. We
0: are back. (laughs) Little
1: little James Brown. Nope. Hetfield. Little Charlie Brown. Nope. Charlie Pride.
0: What I did was on the Chud message boards. I put up a request for our readers to post questions that we can address here in the show, which I thought was nice
1: of you. You welcome.
0: It's all about him, if you notice. I, well, I mean, only one person can do this. You were busy at the time.
1: So you basically you posted and asked for questions.
0: Yeah, Steve maintains a Ray Park fan
1: site, and that takes up a good portion of his time. <laughs> it's hard work.
0: It's hard work dealing I like, with stuff. I like that guy's
1: uh, Ghostbusters song back in the day. Wrong,
0: wrong, wrong. What? Ray. What an idiot. Oh. The question that Multisanti had for us. Is, what is the best way to make a fourth diehard film not come off as a sta- as stale as something like the fourth the Weapon? I'm glad the guy from Temple of Doom took the time to write his letter. Actually, that's a guy from The Sopranos. Is that right? You think of the Maharaja? No, I'm thinking of Ram. Oh. He's gone. He's no more. I think we should do a little sip for the guy who died who <laughs> played Ram. A little sip. Pulling out hearts in heaven right now. He didn't take a sip of your cis beer. Yeah, Justin is no longer drinking vagina beer. He is drinking Anchor Steam beer after a, a, a dousing his innards with Rolling Rock Light, which is just, it's the equivalent of having a... a of drinking like Rolling a, Rock like Light. like a roofie and then
1: smoking a dick. <laughs> <laughs> the devil? And losing weight. Okay. From a well, light beer. Well, so what's this question about so again?
3: So you,
0: like eat, a, you eat a steak diehard? and then drink a light beer and counteracts and I your balls it's crawl back down. Die Hard down. 4, the question? Die Hard 4. So, yeah, honestly, my idea of the perfect Die Hard film would be no Die Hard film. I agree entirely. Same, same thing with Rocky Six. Doesn't need to be
2: wondered. Not, there's
1: not a whole lot of movies like Die Hard anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there, I mean... No, that's true. There's not a whole lot of Die Hard-type films coming out anymore, so I think there's room for a, another Die Hard well, film.
0: Well, the thing that made the, the first Die Hard so good was not... I mean, first of all, having a really charismatic villain, but also that it was... He was an everyman. It started off, and he wasn't an
1: indestructible, unstoppable now You're force. talking about not the villain. I'm talking, I'm talking about, about Bruce, Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis's character.
0: But now, I mean, like, even the second one was good, but you, once you've seen it once, you know, you expect him to win, you expect this, you expect that. And, and, and just like with the Lethal Weapon films, the Martin Riggs character became lighter and lighter and lighter until he was just like every other you know, action hero. And honestly, those, that, the, the 80s and, and early 90s were a perfect time for those kind of movies, but now the action films that we're getting are of a different cloth. Not necessarily that they're better, but they're different.
1: I, I think then, then it's good, a good time for a movie like Die Hard to come back.
0: Well, you think
2: so. What do you think, Steve? There's, there's too many clones of it already. It's like, been
1: well, done too many times. I'm not saying it's not been done too many times, but not lately. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm like, sick of th- it. there I'm was that whole
0: thing, like, Die Hard in a Die Hard in a, like, Speed mm-hmm. was Die Hard on a bus, and, and Driving Miss Daisy was Die Hard in a geriatric bitch.
1: <sighs>
0: Fucking zombies are everywhere, thanks to George Romero. His film is now leaving theaters, thanks to the... Freaking people in the United States. And
1: yeah, how about that? I mean, uh, Romero, you finally got a shot uh, to make the fourth, you know, zombie flick, the fourth dead flick. Everybody gets excited. All, I mean, all the movie geeks get excited, and then it kind of comes.
2: Well, maybe that's th- because the theater it's been doesn't done, do too well. Maybe that's because it's been done more often and maybe better than
0: Romero's *Land of the Dead*. Is that an option? Are you thinking, <laughs> are you think, what are you thinking?
1: Thinking about the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead that came out last year? I, I, I like the remake better
2: than Land of the Dead. Okay. And I like Shaun of the Dead better than Land of the Dead. Although I liked Land of the Dead. Okay. I think it's been done better before. I don't think it's a great Romero film. I don't think it's a great zombie film. It's a it's a good zombie film.
1: You know, it, it's funny but with the advertising of, of Land of the, the Dead. I don't think that they really put a lot of effort into advertising that movie. Like the return, the return of the master. You it's know, like you they're know, almost
2: re- embarrassed about it, it. Well,
1: it's it's like they, and I don't think they're embarrassed about because I think it's a pretty good film. I think they just didn't put a lot of effort into, uh, you know, spinning it right to get into people's well, minds. Well, they couldn't.
0: They couldn't they couldn't make it look like one of the other big high grossing horror films because it's not it's not fast cuts and it's not you know it's not it's not representative of, of what people expect from a horror movie but i don't know i think it did respectable the fact that it did like 15 16 million or whatever it's done is enough financially to justify it because it'll do gangbusters on dvd
1: sure sure but i, I it would have been nice to see him Come back a little stronger. Yeah, do you than remember that? the
0: opening weekend of the Dawn remake? Thirty million dollars. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, it's I, like I was, it's
1: like they didn't even they didn't really even have to try with the Dawn remake. People just showed up for that. So Actually,
0: I watched it like a few nights ago. And it, it is a good movie. It's definitely a good movie. But I enjoy like,
1: it.
2: But, but when that came out, wasn't that the, the first zombie film in a long time? Mainstream zombie film? Because that was before Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. It seems like that was the which is
1: probably and why how Sh- so And Sean good. did pretty well over here, right? I mean, Sean it, no,
0: it didn't. I mean, it did okay. It didn't do that great. Well, I mean, okay. It did very well overseas, but they marketed it wrong. And I mean, if it did 5 million, I'd be surprised.
1: Oh, I think it did more than that.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we had the internet in front of us, but that shit's overrated.
1: I, I just think it's a little disappointing to see Romero come back. And I, I think he came back pretty strong. I think there's a lot of ideas in that movie. It's a fun movie. Um, and, you know, people just didn't go to see it.
0: So what you're saying is Romero is bleeding.
1: <laughs> well, Steve hopes so, apparently. No, no. I,
0: I you have think I mean,
2: against him. I like the film okay, but as I a, do think a, as a Romero film, it's a little weak.
0: So the thing is, it's it's like comparing, to me, it's like comparing a steak to a burger. I mean, like... I know it's a generic stereotype, but Romero's films are al- about a lot more than reanimated people eating non-reanimated people. <laughs> you know, like Dawn of the Dead, the remake, was almost an action film. It was almost like...
1: Um, oh, it was an action film. I yeah. think, no doubt, it was an action film.
0: No, no doubt it was the band that... No. Um, so, I mean, like, the thing is, Romero films, are they're, they're different. They're, they're, not as, they're not necessarily fun and they're not necessarily you know the kind of films that you want you know that you're that you're going to watch like a bunch of times mm-hmm. with your buddies unless it's like Dawn of the Deads you want to see the gore you know it's 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 something else it's like a different cut of meat doesn't make it any less good or doesn't make it any better I guess for some people but i think a lot more thought goes into a Land of the Dead than does 90% of the horror films that are released in theaters. I wonder
2: how much of the failure of Land of the Dead had to do with the build-up to Romero's return. Because wasn't he supposed to helm Resident Evil? Yes. Like five years ago? Yeah, but honestly... And that fell through like 15 times. And he tried to get funding for the the next Dawn of the Dead sequel. And then that fell through like 40 well, million Well,
0: Romero doesn't really have a big box office success under his belt in the past two decades. I mean, Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead was a phenomenon. Dawn of the Dead was surprisingly...
2: But didn't do anything in
0: theaters, well, it, I, I think it did. Th- it was very well-reviewed. I remember that. And, I think Day is and it had a of. very... There was a very notorious vibe to that film when it came out because it was so hardcore and the violence was so, you know, extreme and they weren't... They didn't flinch. You know, I think Dawn of the Dead, if I remember right, it was a hit.
1: But I think Day is where it kind of tapered off for Day,
0: him. and then he, you know, he did some... I mean, like, Creepshow didn't succeed like Night Riders, thought it would. didn't he? He did Night Riders. Night riders. He did, Monkey Martin shines. wasn't a big hit. Monkey shines. Monkey shines. The dark half. Bruiser. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the percentage of good George Romero films is not like. Well, it comes by the fact that the only thing he seems to
2: be able to do is zombie films. I don't know. Martin was a good movie. It just was a.
1: Yeah, I think he had a strong, really, movie. really early career. I, um, you know, I think his movies crazies. always have something to watch in them. Night Riders something is actually a lot of fun.
0: Creep show's a lot of fun. Yeah, Bruiser's not. Although I was talking, here's a name dropping. Uh, Guillermo thinks it's his best made film, Bruiser. He said to rewatch it because it's like the cinematography and the filmmaking is amazing. Ah, but that says nothing about the story. No, but I I find it interesting because I never found Romero to be a flashy director. In the end, the story. He's from Pittsburgh.
2: For you a know what's interesting
1: about thing. Land though. Land is a pretty flashy flick. I mean, it looks like a it looks pretty flashy for the money they put into it, which was not much. Yeah, it right?
0: looked good. It looked good. I mean, it, did. it, it also looked it. I mean, like where they shoot that Toronto. I think mean, they shot it in Toronto. It's funny. Like a lot of the Canadian films that try to set themselves as being urban, come off with a just an innate cheapness to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like Eyes Wide Shut, when he's out in the streets, there is a certain cheapness. Or a, a chintziness too.
1: Then they sh- they shot that overseas though. Then shoot it in Canada. Then they shoot that in England. London, I thought.
0: Oh, uh, Maybe so Because Kubrick, right?
1: Yeah, Kubrick didn't like to travel far from home. He's pretty far from home
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Six feet under.
1: <laughs> Some no, would say that he actually he did go home, Nick. Oh man, that's oh.
0: freaking deep. Who who would have thought that a chud show would <laughs> yield such nuggets of pearls? We can talk about the afterlife with the best.
1: But you know what? I think what's sad about uh, Land of the Dead is I think a lot of people. I mean, it's nice that a lot of people are going to discover it on, uh, on DVD. And I, I, you know, I think you know, it's it's kind of a, a deep film. I mean, there's there's stuff to you know going on. Let me let me get deep myself. There's stuff going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish people would have discovered it in the theater. It would have been a nice uh, story for for Romero, I think. And instead, we're going to get the same old the horror movie. I
0: think it would be better I'd if be they discovered it at the bottom of a pyramid. Because it's not really discovering it if it's in a theater. <laughs> it's pretty much out there
1: for the public eye. Oh, well, at this point, they have, <laughs> to, they have to discover it because no one's going.
0: I want to do Land of the Living. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of people walking around, loving it. Steve. Yes. Have you ever taken a shark-shaped shit? Yes. Okay. This morning. What's your favorite movie starring James Woods? Do you think that there can really be two films called Mission Impossible? That's impossible. I mean, what makes it an interesting film is that he it's impossible, yet he achieved. I'll tell you what's impossible. It's his freaking hair from the second one. That shit's impossible. It's obviously mm-hmm. within the realm of something because no. it happened. The it's film is horrible. Okay. John Woo should be murdered by the Yakuza. Does ghost sperm actually happen?
1: Do they procreate ghosts? I don't
0: care if they procreate i don't care if the sperm's good. I just want to know <laughs> if it's ethereal. I want to know if there's like a 40 in money shot. This is a transparent argument
1: I get you're it. asking if basically if the if a ghost busts a nut is that what you're asking?
0: yeah, some spirit gum
1: <laughs> um. I would, I would have to say no. So you don't think that such a thing as a poltergeiser would exist? But I think that they have a lot of boo balls. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they don't... I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, like... I don't know. I mean, do you think, Steve, that... I think this whole conversation is ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think after, like, a ghost blows someone, do you think they gargoyle afterwards alright the eyeball kid once again probably not his real name his famous
1: message board guy though yeah he's a great guy
0: I think his name is Eric Calkins why don't you
1: give give out his phone number where does
0: he live Eric Calkins is fond of long walks through Ray Park well, I...
2: Yeah, so he's probably on your my boards, too.
0: James Cameron, Robert Rodriguez, and the future of digital 3D cinema. Do you see this taking off at all without some major technological breakthroughs? Rodriguez's 3D ventures to this point have been met with lukewarm responses at best. And by lukewarm, he means Mark Hamill. Will Cameron's Alita actually make it out in this format, or do you think he'll end up having to settle for 2D digital? Do you guys even like the 3D effect?
2: I, I like the 3D effect. I hate Spy Kids. So if they, if any of the future... Digital films are going to be like Spy Kids, then no. They well, the
0: good thing is Rodriguez stretched his boundaries by doing Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
2: That's true, which is basically Spy Kids 4.
0: It's Spy Kids minus the future hotness of that girl. What was her name?
2: Alexa ba- Vega. Bar Vega, yes, right. She was one of the Street Fighter villains. No, that's different Vega. Oh, is that
0: right? Yeah. What do you think, Justin?
1: Uh, 3D? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's uh,. It, if it if it comes back well, I'm excited about it. But I mean, what what do we ha- what do we have so far? We have the Re- Rodriguez films, correct? Yeah. I mean, and Cameron can do like the, the IMAX, IMAX. Yeah, yeah. like like Aliens of the Abyss. That Cameron was, can do. I, I mean, in my opinion, Cameron can do like anything really well. Yeah. So if he's gonna do 3D, I'll I'll be excited to see it. I think he will bring it. it back well. He needs to
0: he needs to redo Prana Two
1: in 3D. But Rodriguez is he's not uh, exciting me with his his 3D. Well, films yeah, so far. I mean, it's just
0: like anything else. Your format is only as good as the best creator working in it. So if you got, like, all the big names in film, Michael Mann and, and you know, like, uh, David Fincher and guys like that, I'm going to name-drop Guillermo del Toro because it's kind of my job. Those kind of guys, if they did it, I think the films would be good. But but I, don't Rodriguez Rod- is, I don't think Rodriguez
1: is a bad uh, filmmaker. He's, but not, he's I don't, not. I don't think those movies are very exciting. I just think
0: that Rodriguez falls in love with his toys and doesn't think things all the way through and rushes into projects because he's a, he's a jack-of-all-trades type guy. He's got unlimited power. He's able to do almost everything on his films. But I think if you paired him with somebody who was more of an editor who would kind of steer him in the right direction or or sometimes say no to him, I think he would be more powerful. But he'll have nothing of that, though. I don't no. know. I mean, I don't know the guy. All I know is he makes good food. He cooks a lot and shit. And he's, and he's, he's got his own little lair
2: but in
1: Austin. Rodriguez is a smart filmmaker. I mean, the reason that he's able to do a lot is because he does a lot cheaply. And that's why people keep handing him projects.
2: And ultimately, I mean, that's the goal of every and filmmaker. And I
1: think that if he wants to keep experimenting, that's great. But as far as his kids' movies go... I mean, for me, that's just not an interesting uh,
0: You know, actually, who thing. we should get on here to talk about those movies is Dave Davis. Because they're not just movies to him. They're, they're... They're sexual aids. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Dave Davis being...
0: He works... He's one of the editors on Chud.com. Uh, known... Chud.com being... He's a great human the, being. One of, the, one of the great websites.
2: Dave Davis is, is great.
0: Oh, Dave is great. Yeah, is we'll great. do one more of these mail things, and then we'll move on to something else. We'll come back to the mail a little bit later on just to, you know, keep things livid. <laughs>
2: So what are we talking about this time? Then because I, I made it, one. I was too busy battling a giant crab earlier, so I mean I made it all the way back to find myself embroiled in the middle of ghost cum How did you How did
1: you battle that with a giant pubic comb?
2: No, no, no! You don't understand. It's not that kind of crab, <laughs> you dirty bastard. This is the. He this, actually this, had a
0: plus two James Brolin handy. This is the sea creature variety. Because okay.
2: Cr- and you
1: said you were battling it.
2: I was battling. I, I was. Yeah, it was terrible. Okay. Th- this uh, this particular crab had some crazy eyes. You know, this like is a good lead-in
1: actually to uh, what?
2: Uh, our discussion it. about yeah. uh, franchises. So there is a theme. <laughs> there is a theme to this this madness.
0: Oh, there is. Tell me. All right. First of all, you know it's just funny. Steve mentioned a giant crab, which he feels would be something that would scare the living hell out of him. A, j- a crab. Let's say like a twelve foot tall crab running at him sideways with its claws. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah. You know, like, I, I I, see that. I'm thinking, I got dinner for a week. Look at it this way, right? Everybody has fears about some
2: kind of insect or an animal attacking them. A giant or even a little teeny tiny little...
0: Like a little teeny <laughs> tiny rhino.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, a, like a midget rhino. <laughs> no. I don't think it scares oh.
1: you because you, you laugh as you say it.
2: Look... The crab is the most. The, the giant
0: crab is the most perfect killing machine, right? Because... <laughs> no, I'm listening. Yo, yeah, well, I'm, I'm anxious to hear this because I mean, like, the main gist of this is we're thinking about back in the '60s and '50s. There were, you know, there was a whole genre of films that were based around giant, you know, basically creatures that were enlarged because of the whole nuclear atomic threat, all that, you know, exactly. into, into extraordinary sizes, ants, and I don't know grasshoppers, and grasshoppers, and and I don't know. Uh, Mantis there was, Tarantulas I, You know yeah Spiders 12 year old boys But think about like Think about the crab for a minute If you will Okay
2: <laughs> You want me to You want to pause Or I'll just think about it No it's a dramatic pause Well look The crab can come on land
0: Attack people Take it back to the sea It's lair
1: Take itself back to the sea No, what, yeah. what, what, you no know, look, what Think, think about
0: it. this though What if you enlarged a puppy Anything, then it would have dramatic pause. Anything,
2: any creature in the sea is irrelevant because in order for the, the sea creature to attack you, you have to be in the ocean. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't like that argument.
2: It's, it's a perfectly logical argument because you have to go into the ocean in order to be attacked in the first place. However, if you have a creature that can come out of the ocean onto the land and attack you and then escape back into the ocean, it's perfect. You can't get it. Unless Why would
0: something that was the unstoppable killing machine need to escape to anywhere? It could just live on the land and feed on the likes of you. You can kill it if it's on the land,
2: but in order for it to escape, it has to go back to the ocean where it knows perfectly well, because as we all know, these are
1: very sentient creatures. Well, crocodiles, don't they like uh, come Shut out up. of the water and back into the water? Actually, see, yeah.
0: the thing is, you know what? Birds uh, are much more dangerous than crabs.
2: I put a lot of thought into this argument, by the way.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it's flawless. It's
2: your point. It's fla- no.
0: Here's the thing. Here's why a crab doesn't scare me. First of all, they come at you sideways. It
2: doesn't have to scare you. It's okay. the perfect killing It illness. just
0: has to eat you.
2: Yeah, look, right, it comes onto the land, it attacks you, it destroys the devil out of you, and it takes you back, back to the ocean, right? You can't follow it. You can't hunt it down. You can't track it. Down. If you
1: go into the ocean, you're doomed. Well, you can't track it because you'd be dead, right? I mean, it would be hauling you back to the ocean.
2: Well, that's You can't track that... it because you're too busy dipping
0: this shit in butter.
2: Okay, well, let's look at it this way, then. Assume you've got friends who are worth a damn, and they'll miss you when you're gone, right? Okay. Crab comes up. Annihilates you.
0: So you're saying the crab won't miss you. <laughs> the crab will pass you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than winding up in crab stool.
1: That's okay. true, okay, So Okay, so, so
0: what Steve is saying, like, let's say that this whole thing of giant animal cinema was resurrected, you know, Tupac style. He thinks a giant crab would be the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't agree. I think, like, first of all, I mean, you could either go old school and use a spider, because honestly, spiders have the dexterity and the brain power, and they don't walk sideways, and they aren't tasty with, with butter, and they, you can't have a she-spider soup. Wait a minute. Are you well, telling me the crabs are cute? Do you consider them like... I love crabs. I think they're cute because they have eye stalks. Oh, what? Well, That's a criteria. If I see right. something with eye stalks, it's cute. And those are the freaky little eyes I was talking about earlier. Freaky little eyes. Oh, they know a lot. They do. Eyes that think. You heard it here first, people. Justin, what animal in large scares you other than your own pulsing penis?
1: Um, I'd say a crab. For obvious <laughs> I'm gonna, reasons. I'm going to go with a crab on this. Because what it can do, actually, is um, it comes out of the ocean, kills you and then drags you back into the ocean leaving no trace it leaves you wanting vengeance even though it's the only problem is you have to be the victim has to be vacationing on a beach
0: because you're saying there's not a lot of crabs in idaho
1: no i don't think they'd really make the trip i mean especially if they have to run back into the ocean with their with their uh victim what if they're they're
2: giant and they run really quick
0: (laughs) then you'd hear them coming wouldn't you
1: but I think that this, so it's two for the crab, and uh, one for the spider. Oh, I mean, I was, I wasn't even
2: finished. You only hear them running if they're on the. I highway. was just using spiders as an, as an obvious example. On a creepy listen on a creepy nest level, crabs are probably low on the totem pole. I mean, roaches are pretty freaking creepy. I think everybody hates roaches. I don't like think a, it, there's, a, there's anybody talking about
1: giant roaches. There's not. There's not a not giant. whole lot of giant. A, roach they should be roach movies.
2: the tiny little kind. of it, they, they bother everybody. Yeah,
1: I know. And there's been movies like Creepshow and the, that have that have uh, jumped onto the well, many mimic, roaches. Mimic thing, was sort of like enlarged roaches. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is actually a, a large uh, yeah. roach movie. So uh, what what what's a bug that or an animal besides? I guess besides a crab, because there hasn't. I don't think there's been a a killer crab movie. It's a perfect. But what's machine. what's like another animal that hasn't been?
0: Well, I mean, if you think about it, just think about it from a uh, a scientific perspective. Let's say. Um, that hawks were 30 feet long. They would be the most dominant species on the planet. Okay. Okay. Think about if a, I don't know, even like something that seems harmless. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, A mouse. A mouse at 10 feet tall would be, not only would they kill you without a moment's thought, they'd have huge balls while doing it. (laughs) I mean, have you ever seen the nuts on a mouse? Think about that. Yes. I mean, their balls are like one third of their body, and that's that's a lot of balls. But I I,
1: I disagree with your point because there are, there are animals that are large. They're not they're not dominating the earth right
0: now. I'm not worried about the size of their teeth or claws. It's the balls, and the fact that they leave shit every millimeter. Like so, you would be existing in a world filled with balls and shit. There would be skyscrapers, cars, balls,
1: shit, and you. That this sounds, is not that, a future I need. That reminds me of actuality. <laughs> Seriously.
2: How do you get balls that big? Is that a lot of That's thing? reminiscent of Love. the earth. Does that come from a lot of cheese?
0: No. No. Because mice get the balls before you feed them cheese. cheese. How, do you, how do you know this? Because I, I, I raised mice and I raised. What if
1: you set out as a snack uh, a cheese ball... <laughs> then what do they get <laughs> irony you get
0: one big dose of irony you know who does not have big balls tell us a crab <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does if he comes out of the ocean and attacks you
0: and another thing do you think I, I don't know like, like how do crabs celebrate
1: <laughs> how Nick? They make a
0: joyful claw <laughs> I don't know maybe have a crab cake <laughs> Here's the thing about crabs. They're ancient. I mean, crabs have been around since the Earth was you don't freaking, know that. freaking new. They could be new. Do we have a quote of the word new we have to fill? Not new. Oh. We are back. In lieu of Steve Murphy, we have John we're, uh and Justin Waddell still here. I'm still here for your pleasure. Uh, we're going to talk about a movie coming out this summer. Uh, later on in the summer, it is called Stealth. Uh, It stars Jamie Foxx, and the reason I say his name first is because he dies first,
1: (laughs) Jessica (laughs) Beale, and Josh Lucas. Now, you're saying that because you saw the trailer, and from the trailer, you surmise that he he dies first. Although, you
0: know, if you watch the trailer, it looks like a plane smacks into Jessica Beale. Okay. But anyway, and it also features award winning playwright Sam Shepard.
1: (laughs) Whose first line in the film. His first
0: line in the film is Holy shit, I'm a playwright and I'm in stealth. What the hell happened to me? I've fallen so far from the right stuff. Everybody's now, the reason that you're delivery.
1: saying that is you think the quality of this movie
0: I mean, I th- you know, is suspect.
1: Hey, here, here's the thing. Who
0: am I to complain about a film that probably is going to net the people that you know paid for it millions and millions of dollars?
1: And, and Rob Cohen, the director, actually, he has some hits on his hands. I mean, Triple X and Fast and Furious were both hits, correct? Right. And that's how he got to do his tr- dream movie about a evil robot stealth Airplane. Yeah,
0: and if you don't know, Rob Cohen's claim to fame is a, a kind of a two punch. It's the the X and Fast and the Furious, and the fact that he's that guy in that famous saying, "Rob Cohen to pay Paul."
3: Yeah, I don't.
0: He's a director who's <laughs> who's not great. <laughs> whose work is uh, is best surmised as dumb cinema. I mean, the kind of stuff that if you're a 14-year-old boy who is into neon undercarriages and you know, freaking energy drinks in your ass, freaking
1: energy drinks in your ass, freaking energy drinks, in your ass, and stuff like that. Like he just doesn't like he. No bones about it, he's gonna make, uh, fast food films. Fast pretty food much.
0: And speaking of no
3: bones about it, Jennifer Connelly and Mulholland Falls. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Do you think Rob Cohen thinks that he just makes dumb films, or do you think he's genuinely making some, you know, great? I, I think
0: I, no. I don't think he. I don't. I think he'd be the first to tell you in private that he knows he's making. Junk yeah, movies.
1: and I think it's hard to make a movie like Stealth and take yourself seriously. I mean, I don't think this premise is like.
3: But you get like Paul Thomas Anderson, um, or not Paul Thomas? Paul W S. Yeah, Paul, Paul W S. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, he seems to think that he's you know really making some uh, you know great I don't, films I don't here, think I, Honestly,
0: though, but if you look at the business aspect of things, these guys get films done. They cost a lot, but they make a lot, and people buy a lot of the DVDs. You know, and if, if from a business perspective, uh, I think people would rather work with Rob Cohen and Paul W S. Anderson than they would with Paul Thomas Anderson or Michael Mann.
3: Well, that's I mean, probably
0: true. You know, it's a good financial decision. But what 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 irks me a little bit is, you know, it's the summertime. And there was a time when I was a kid, and when you guys were kids, when the summer movies weren't just pap. I mean, some of them were, but a lot of them were the films that kind of shaped our childhood. You know, films like Jaws, and films like the Star Wars movies, and Indiana Jones, and Clute.
3: I mean even to a lesser extent Die Hard and movies like that I mean even up until just a few years ago it feels like that even some summer movies I mean we had Terminator 2 things like that It and came
0: out of my birthday in 91 that was like one of the biggest summer movies of all time Yeah but
3: it's like everything's so dumb now it's like the lowest common denominator I feel like sometimes Yeah well
0: Justin why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot of stealth
3: um, Well
1: the plot would be there are three and I'm going to say futuristic pilots because I imagine this is set in the future somewhat um,
3: well, obviously, I mean,
1: and they're, fi- they're fighter pilots. They man the stealth planes. Yeah, if it were biplanes,
0: probably wouldn't have been futuristic.
1: And a fourth team has been added. A fourth member, and the m- the fourth member is a robot plane. A to robot fi- to fight alongside them. In so, battle.
0: are you saying the plane is shaped like a man? That's robot, or is it a plane with a robot brain?
1: I think it's a plane with a robot brain. Okay. It's a robot pilot,
0: so it's an artificially intelligent plane, correct but the, not pre- the premise
1: and that's not the premise the premise is yes, it does join the team mm-hmm. but it also gets struck by lightning and turns against not only the team but turns against I think America.
0: so is Uh-oh. the villain of the film lightning
1: <laughs> that's the uh, the cause. The, the catalyst, catalyst say, of, the yeah. fi- of, of, of the villain. that so, starts the villain off.
0: Okay. Onto so, his so evil basically robotic ways. It, it, it hotwires the plane in a manner in which it gets pissed. It
1: scrambles its brain.
0: Scrambles its cybernetic brain. Yes. And its nanites and shit. And makes it want to destroy American targets.
1: It it turns it against the very thing it was programmed to protect.
0: So what you're saying is like... what? And I think they mentioned this in the trailer. Sam Shepard best known for being an award <laughs> he's an award winning playwright he wrote exactly Spatico and whatnot he's uh he plays their commanding officer who basically urges them to accept this plane into their fold yeah, because they're ultimately it. yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's gonna first. save lives it's gonna instead of sending like some idiot kid off to death they're going to spend billions of dollars on a piece of machinery to get killed, and also, I mean, his 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 urge also is twofold uh-huh. because, in addition to saving human lives and creating uh, a weapon that is, in theory, more effective than a kid with a joystick, and uh-huh. you know, there's only the human f- error. He's also urging us to forgive him <laughs> but, but, <laughs> for taking was- a role in stealth. <laughs> Because he's like, I'm a playwright. I'm an, I've won awards. I was in some amazing... I was in the right stuff. Man's got to make a living. And something happened to me. I don't know what. I woke up and freaking... I'm in stealth. He's like, forgive me. I'm Sam Shepard. I'm a playwright and I'm in stealth.
3: See, what's so dumb about this movie is this, you know, billion dollar, multi-billion dollar piece of equipment is foiled by the weather. It's like, you know, the aliens and signs being wiped out by our abun- most abundant natural resource. Water?
1: Yes. Uh, breasts?
3: rest too. It got. It gets. It gets. Uh,
1: it wasn't weather proofed and it gets um, uh, basically well. reprogrammed by the lightning. And so, I didn't
3: lightning had. Proof I don't know what skills. happens, but
1: it, it some it somehow. Okay, so
0: I mean, what? So basically, these three heroes have to fight this indestructible weapon. Uh-huh. Jamie Fox
1: dies, and I that's guess. what you think. You think that Jamie Fox probably I mean, takes. Okay, a here's loss. the
0: thing. This movie was made before Ray became a sensation, and he won the Oscar. And by Oscar, I mean the Stallone movie. I mean, so you would think that he probably had a su- like a supporting role, right?
1: Yeah. And. But after the after the after Ray had it was a hit and he won the award, he's now like the prominent person in that trailer. It's, yeah, honestly, it's all about Jake I, I Fox. think
0: if they could have, they would have called the film Ray Stealth.
1: <laughs> but I, I mean, think I think that Josh Lucas was meant, who you really like, I was Josh meant to Lucas. be the star.
0: Well, Josh Lucas... I remember when they cast the film. Like, the first bit... Like, I think it was, like, right after he became somewhat of a name. I think it was after Sweet Home Alabama or whatever. I don't whatever.
1: think he ever became a name. And,
0: and he got, basically signed him to this action film. Because Stealth has been in the works for quite some time. And I don't mean the movie. I mean Stealth in general, the practice. Yeah. You know, he... Um, so, it, it's a Josh Lucas vehicle. Like the plane is. You know? <laughs> but, I think... I, honestly, I think Jamie Foxx had a supporting role in which they focused more on him in the acumen. You should never see the words Oscar-winning blah, blah, blah in an ad for a film like this because I think that takes away from it. I mean, you don't want Oscar-winners in stealth. You want the... the you want award-winning playwrights in want, want, stealth. <laughs> <laughs> you want Paul Lematt in this movie. You don't want you don't want somebody who's known for being a
1: festival. Well, I think that they're very excited to have Jamie Foxx in the movie because well, it's going to gonna, actually, it's gonna honestly, bring in some audience. I, I don't true? think Josh Lucas would bring in that on, audience despite your feelings for it. Uh, Actually, you know what? Lucas. All they need
0: to do is say a Lucas film beforehand. <laughs> and and then, they wouldn't be
1: lying. No. You're right.
0: I mean, because it, it, at its core it is a Lucas film.
1: Cuz it would be a piece of crap.
0: So honestly, <laughs> at at the end of the day, I think Stealth is going to be a film that is probably dumb as a sack of nuts.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look
0: promising. I mean, you get a film an artificially intelligent plane from an artificially intelligent director <laughs> and what you've got is probably junk food. But honestly, I personally think it's going to be a great time at the movie theater because we have a lot of serious stuff. And we have War of the Worlds which is which is a good movie but very very aggressive and dark. We have Batman Begins which is very aggressive and dark. We have Herbie what? Yes. Oh. Yes. Herbie
1: back Herbie, back. Herbie Reloaded? Star. Isn't that is that the full title? I think it's called Herbie Fully Loaded. Fully loaded. Fully loaded. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: Fully loaded. Crap. But ironically, they took her tits back.
1: Yes, they apparently the, they see, they that they they digitally reduced her breasts, with Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm.
0: which is crap. I mean, like anybody who goes in that movie for eye candy is an idiot to start with. I mean.
1: And I mean, then they cut that audience off anyway.
0: Yeah, so I, I I wish I'd like to know how much money was spent digitally shortening her breasts, and wonder how many starving kids in Milwaukee that could feed.
1: <laughs> Milwaukee. I'd like to know about that too. Actually, the you process just want, of it. You, you just have a. Maybe they will have them the DVD.
0: You have a thing for Milwaukee kids, though. <laughs> So I mean, like, so I mean, are you are you gonna see Stealth, John?
3: Am I gonna see Stealth? No, I probably will not catch Stealth in the theater nor on home video. I I know you're seeing it, Justin.
0: I will see it. You'll be there with me, watching the hell out of it. I'll watch it with you. And I'm gonna ask the guy who is omitted from this discussion how he feels about Stealth. I think it's great. And there you have it, folks. (laughs) We'll be back in just a little bit, but until then, grab yourself someplace warm, and we'll be there with you. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go with a question from Jeff Foster, and that's Jeff spelled in the Australian way with G-E-O-F-F. Okay, that's obviously a fake name. Yeah. Uh, His question is very easy. Soderbergh, Aronofsky, or Linklater? Pick your favorite and give your reasons. Justin, why don't you go first?
1: (sighs) That's a toughie. Uh, I think Soderbergh's been on a uh, bad streak lately. Uh, Aronofsky's been gone, so I'll say Linklater. I think he's doing the most exciting work right now. He has to give your reasons.
0: Um, Don't let him down. Don't let Jeff Foster down.
1: Uh, School Again. of Rock. I thought School of Rock was very entertaining. I'm excited about the Bad News Bears remake, sort of. Uh, and he's doing that uh, sci-fi film with Keanu Reeves. Uh,
0: Scanner Darkly.
1: Scanner Darkly. All right.
0: I'll go next and I'll say Soderbergh because... Because um, you're boring. No, yeah, no, because first of all, he's more—he's much more prolific than those guys. And uh, I mean, Linklater did tape and Waking Life back to back, but that's like doing uh, a kick to the balls while f- <laughs> punching an ass at the same time. Soderbergh is, is probably, I think he's he may not be the most visionary in terms of scope, but I think he's the most savvy when it comes to the filmmaking process and film history. Nobody knows movies as well as him as far as those guys go. He's a historian first. And I don't know. I, th- I think he's not on a low. I think he's on a high. I mean, I think the Ocean's Oceans 12 was surprisingly inventive. Uh, I, even his worst movies are still interesting because of the way he films them because you know, he does all of his camera work and... He he pairs himself up with folks like Clooney on a regular basis. And, Sounds
1: like he paired himself up with you. I wish, you know, I like guys. You're joining him. Yeah. See, I, I can't get behind uh, Soderbergh. I get it because of uh, Solaris. I I still I don't get why. What is people your problem
0: with films that involve planets falling <laughs> falling in love and shit?
1: I just don't, I just think that that that's a movie that that. You know, he he tried to be an important filmmaker on. And I think it just showed that he kind of wasn't that important, at least at that moment of time.
0: Well, since Steve probably doesn't even know who Aronofsky is.
2: Oh yeah,
1: because I because I'm an idiot. Is that what you're? I was going to
2: subtly say that. No, uh, I'm going to pick Soderbergh because out of these three, he's probably the least pretentious. And, the and oh yeah, he's for he's for not very pretentious. No, so he is. You're right. no, no, You're right. No, I mean, I mean, he, he has the capability of being pretentious. Yeah, just a the capability. These, out of these three, he is the least pretentious. Uh, Linklater's done say,
0: what? Linklater did some good movies. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Before Sunrise, you like a Days little... and Confused? I like... Yeah, Days and Confused is a classic. Um, I thought ba- uh, School of Rock was excellent. I liked one of the two before Sunrise, whatever, the first one. You liked the second I
1: one. Liked, I liked them both, but I liked the second one a lot.
0: But I, the Waking Life is unforgivable. Before sunset. I thought the Newton Boys was a waste of great talent.
1: Yeah, but Linklater, you can't really pin him down. I mean, he does a lot of comedies, but he does a lot of different things. Soderbergh does as well, but Soderbergh, he just kind of entered a stage in his career. I think he's just kind of he's doing more flat mainstream stuff. now for sure, and he's he's a safer film. And we're not talking about Aronofsky because he really hasn't done much. I
0: mean, I mean yeah, I mean, he did Requiem for a Dream?
1: And He's done pie. He, he did pie, he and that's wrote, it, right? He wrote he's doing
0: the film. He wrote below.
2: He dropped the ball on Batman, didn't
0: he? He dropped the ball on yeah, in theory. And another thing I like about—I mean, I, I love Soderbergh. He's my choice, but I do like the fact that Linklater is also kind of a come-on line for Jimmy Dean. Okay, we all we all felt that Van Helsing was pretty
1: much worse than Lockjaw. I didn't see it.
0: Yes. Do you think Steve Summers still got another good one in him? I think he's got another good bullet in him,
1: if things go right.
0: He's doing when worlds collide next. No. Yes, he is. No.
1: Well, I think that didn't the rumor around Van Helsing is they didn't let Summers make the movie one to make. Oh, sure. That does not look like a Steve Summers film. No, but you know what in in I'm saying? Anyway. Didn't he like have a didn't they want him, him to make it too? like a a more of a mummy thing, but he had kind of a more uh, serious idea in mind. How do you explain The Mummy Returns then? No, Did I'm they saying take that, that away from didn't him as well? do The Mummy, the, the, that kind of idea. Look, the free, uh, you can't complain about
0: that. The Mummy had a receipt. <laughs> he returns. I get it. <laughs> See, I don't know. I love Summers. Totally love him. Why? Because of Deep Rising. Okay, two films. And that film he made, two films. Deep Rising. Deep Rising and The Mummy.
1: That's it. That's yeah it. but that's a pretty good track record he's only done like five films right I guess so
2: Jungle Book Deep Rising actually Jungle Book was not horrible great I, I quite enjoyed it
0: so you're <laughs> you've become Steve I'm, Summer's
2: no, biggest I, I just, fan I overnight forgot
0: he, I forgot he did it
1: okay so you you don't like him because of Van Helsing? <laughs> and End of Returns
0: End of Returns return. yeah
1: but and, and, even and the, the scorpion was wasn't the worst.
0: All right, well, here here's the thing: he's doing when worlds collide next, okay. which is it's it's hardly like a hallowed ground. No, it's not, it's like, not a classic. I mean, it, it's
2: it's a fun film, but it's not classic in any way. It's a schlocky '50s film.
1: Tell us the plot, Steve. It's
2: about a planet that attacks the. Earth. I didn't right, attack, but it's on a collision course course with Earth. So what they do is they have this rocket, and they pre-select a certain amount of humans to get on the rocket, and they go fight to this nearby planet and they repopulate it. Because the Earth, the Earth is doomed to begin with. Okay. So they, they just it's, something tells me that a lottery. somebody
0: tells me that his plot is going to be different. Yeah, I'm sure. It is. I'm sure they're going to be trying to save the world.
2: It, I hope it's like Armageddon, but they, but they they send this this
0: like small fighter jet up to the to the planet. Hey, you're talking to a group of people that just recently had a freaking comet visited by our jets. You know, true. We just shot the hell out, out of. So you, you know, know it's Hill- funny, and I think that's a cover up. You think so? Oh, totally. You think it was, like, really going to hit us? I don't know if it was really going to hit us or if it had, like, six gray aliens on it no, I, that I needed so. to die.
2: I don't think everything's a cover-up. No, I don't think everything's a cover-up. I think the uh, the McDonald's secret sauce is a cover-up, but I don't think this was it.
0: Hmm. So back to Steven Summers.
1: So you think you really do think that's a
0: cover-up? I, I I thought it might be, a, 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 because it was so not a big thing in the news. But you think war, or You think When Worlds Collide is a cover-up? No, I think When Worlds Collide is awesome. No. I mean, no, I, I like the concept because honestly, I would much rather have a When Worlds Collide than another Poseidon adventure. I agree. Which is what they're doing. I hope they doing. still use the theremin in When Worlds Collide. That's a great instrument. I don't encourage the use of illegal instrument. substances on film
2: sets. No. That's an underused instrument. Or even a harp. Can you imagine a harp? An all-harp score? Just mm. think of that for a minute. Think no. No, no,
0: really. Think think about that. It's soothing and no, you If it was a juice harp, I'd be all over it. Burying, so that, burying, burying, alien invasion, burying, burying, burying. <laughs> A
2: Can western you, when worlds collide. Here's the thing.
0: Can you ever have a film with a juice harp playing and not laugh? Yes. Like, what, okay, tell me how much better ghost story would have been if would it, Craig would Watson falls out of the building and his penis is twirling around and just going <laughs> burying, 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 burying. All right, before we go, I want each of you to recommend a film that nobody has seen ever. Well, I mean like a really like a film that you recommend to everyone that is like a really lesser known film.
2: Oh, good grief. Justin, you start.
1: Um, a movie I like a lot that not a lot of people I find has seen um The Zero Effect by directed by Jake Kazan starring Pil- Bill Pullman and Ben Stiller. Actually, it's like a Update on the Sherlock Holmes uh, uh, boys, I guess. And so.
0: Kim Dickens.
1: Kim Dickens, who is very good in that movie and very good on Deadwood, actually. But anyway, it's a good film. It's a it's a fun, it's a fun movie. That's Pullman's best role, I'd say. Not saying that he's got much to pick from, but he's great. And uh, Stillers in it for all you Stiller fans.
0: Do you know who likes Kim Dickens a lot? Mrs. Coates. Steve. <laughs>
2: yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> For that stunning joke, <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, a film that probably a lot of people have not, have not seen, but may know about is *Ronin*. I, I loved, I love the hell out of that movie. It's, uh, it's, a, I would consider that a modern-day classic. It's, uh, it's great, and it's better than anybody listening to this right now.
0: Well, Steve, Steve went with a real obscure one. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I'm gonna say Titanic. <laughs> really? <laughs> you you may not have heard of this little film, fucking Ronin. I couldn't think. Hey, here's an obscure one from the from the from my secret bin Star Wars. Zero effect is really obscure. <laughs> hey, here's an insider
2: tip.
1: <laughs>
0: Batman. freaking cult classic. <laughs> Buy, a lot, buy stock in Kiefer.
2: Go ahead and stall time for you to think of something. No, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, because Zero Effect is really like secretive. It is. That's a real underground film.
1: Well, I mean, uh, I think I made my case. I don't think a lot of people have seen that movie. Ronan
0: made like $4 at a the theater. So that I would consider that an obscure I'm gonna film. I'm going to recommend a movie that's not great. Actually, it's not all that good, but it's fe- <laughs> it features a great performance. Is this Battle Beyond the Stars? No, it's Dead Man's Shoes. Not a very good movie, but Patty Constantine is rock solid in that movie. You guys watch it with me? I would not recommend it.
1: No, I would recommend it actually because he's right. Patty Constantine, who has been in, what was he in, in America? He's in Cinderella
2: Man yeah. in America. If you want to see a film that is only worth watching for one guy, no, 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 because the bad be
1: guys it. in that movie, the no. way they did the bad guys in the that bad movie, guys were hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, they were they were very they were very inept. It's a, it's a little bit. It gets a little bit full of itself by the end, but the, the I'd say the trip's worth taking. Agreed. Sounds pretentious to myself right there, but it, I think uh, the bad guys are worth seeing in that movie, and Patty Constantine's performance is good. There you have it. The film was I didn't think the film was that great, but he was very good at it. Well, Nick started it off by saying he didn't think the film was that great either. True. But, but it's a
0: film that so few people have even heard of.
1: Can you get it over here? Because I know that you got...
0: It's like a... It's an import. It's an import. Right? I think it's getting. It'll be here soon enough. I mean, like it'll be available soon enough.
1: I mean, Paddy you know, Constantine. You know what else is available? What's that? Ronan. I think like. Uh, you might be able to find a copy on eBay.
0: I like how Steve switches his mic on and off throughout the conversation. Click. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve.
1: Let
0: me recommend another obscure film. Have you ever heard of this? Star film? Wars. Lawrence of Arabia. Coming soon. <laughs> it's a it's a comer. Promise you. I'm not here to... Got this invention called a car you might be interested in. Holy shit. What's that bright orb above me? (laughs) We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Fuck you.